This is the NFL show to be named later. Foosball, whatever you call it with them gargantuans. Starring T.J. Weber, Zach Zook, and Big Webb. Brought to you by Bruise on the Balcony. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the football show to be named later, pro football show to be named later. I am TJ Weber, your host, alongside is uh, my broadcast partner, Zach Zook. And on the phone is the master picker himself joining us here for week three. It's Big Web. Gentlemen, we go into week three of the NFL. Uh, we would be going over all the picks, talking about who had the best weeks, who had the worst weeks, uh, whether it's obviously having to do with uh, the panel or listener-wise, and uh, kind of give you an updated standings uh, kind of set so far for the NFL season. But guys, uh, how you doing today? And uh, God bless you. I'm doing well. How are you, Big Web Champion? Hey, I'm doing super. I had a heck of a week last week, man. Things were good. And, uh, sometimes uh, they fall out your way, and that happened That happened there. So uh, <laughs> no, it was a good week, a lot of fun, and uh, excited to keep it rolling. Yeah, and going into week three, uh, as Zach mentioned, Big Web not only beating uh, the panel, but he also gets the win over every single listener. Big Web goes 11 for 16 last week. Uh, I thought, honestly, when you lost that Thursday night football, that that was going to be a sign that uh, it might be a tough <laughs> week for you two. And, and I thought, you know, I did pick Cincinnati, so I said I, I might be okay here. And then uh, I did well all the way through the afternoon games and then uh, pretty much hit a big-time skid at the, uh, you know, Prime time and, and a couple late late three a uh, three p.m. So, but uh, overall, was, uh, fun. That was Mister Flacco going back to his old ways. I didn't put too much into that. He just he just kind of went back to the old Flacco and uh, made his typical mistakes and couldn't move the football. So, uh, but that, that you know that's just Thursday night. I kind of have a rule. I keep the Thursday night game out of the pool so I don't ruin my my Sundays. Right. <laughs> I like I like so much forward to Sundays that you never know what's going to happen and. Uh, I'm not going to let Thursday night beat me. So, anyway, good week. So, Big Web gets a top dog award of the week. Uh, I was number two on the panel. I had seven wins. And Zach, ooh, oh, boy. Uh, he finishes out with five. Uh, Zach, your thoughts on uh, on the week? I have no idea what happened. I, I like. So, they all say. Well, so I I agree with Big Web on the on the Thursday night games. Those are pretty much a crapshoot because you only get three days rest. But I did not think the Packers would play as well as they did. I thought the Titans starting Blaine Gabbert really didn't have a shot to beat Deshaun Watson. I liked the Saints, but the Browns covered obviously, so I lost that game. And I did actually, I believe I picked the Dolphins over the Jets. I can't remember. Did I get that one right? Uh, hold on. Let's see. Dolphins over the Jets, I believe you did not pick. No, you oh, did okay. not. You took the Jets. And then the Steelers screwed me, too, by losing at home to the Chiefs. I really felt – that was the one – I felt fairly confident about that. Yeah. And th- that was the biggest surprise to me. That, And I know that the Steelers' defense isn't good, but Patty Mahomes putting up 42 points. And, of course, the Buccaneers beating the Eagles. That was that was pretty surprising to me as well. Pretty remarkable. So, uh, yeah, so right now the current standings, uh, Big Web leads the way with 19 points on the year. I'm in second with 16, and Zach uh, in third, but close, with 15. Now for Locks of the Week, I struggled so far this season on Locks of the Week, so <laughs> I don't mind if uh, listeners don't listen to me in a couple weeks. i got to prove myself again. I'm coming back, but uh, I took Detroit Week 1. Obviously didn't pan out. Took the Giants, who I absolutely thought was the lock of the week against Dallas, and I don't know what the hell they are anymore. I, I, I'm shocked to see the way they played, even in Dallas. I know it's AFC East, or I'm sorry, NFC East matchup and in a rivalry type game, but usually they should perform better than that offense. And honestly, Dak did a great job, and Dallas won the game outright anyway. So I'm 0-2 on locks. Zach took Washington. Tough game for them. He falls to 1-1. One and, one. and Big Webb, I mean, we call him expert picker for a reason. 2-0, he takes the Minnesota Vikings. And, uh, you know, I, I won't give him crap because, honestly, that's a, that's not an easy pick. You know, Minnesota is a team that go into Green Bay, and, and we said that, you know, they had a chance to win and probably should have won the game. They ended up tying, but did yeah, cover the spread. you should have lost that pick, Big Webb. Right. But, <laughs> you know, also a couple missed kicks, you know, here and there. It happened all over the league. It was nuts. By the way, when's the last time two t- ties have happened? happened in consecutive weeks or a tie has happened never i'm guessing yeah (laughs) see they made it they made it i don't know if it was this year or last year the nfl took down the amount of time in overtime as well by five minutes i mean look at that already two ties in the league it's crazy it makes me sick 
It that is. was a that was a miracle catch though that uh, that Cousins and uh, what was that Thielen on that one TJ yeah. or just nobody the two guys are right there and he did not swat the ball down and he caught it for that touchdown at the end so that was really helpful there that was a we were at the bar praying for that one on the way down yeah so it was a, it was quite a win for the Vikings to to push and and be getting that half a point. Still got to make your field goals, which, well, as we all know, this week was not one for making field goals. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, it was interesting. But uh, but they got there and they, they had that closing drive and also got that two point conversion. So all of it was needed and uh, it happened. So it's been a great start to the season too for Big Web, and uh, including his best four plays of the week, and actually it was five last week. But he took the Ravens, Chiefs, Minnesota. Rams and the New Orleans Cleveland over hit on the Chiefs hit on the Minnesota Vikings hit on the Rams uh, Ravens and Cleveland over do not hit so he goes three and two in the week but overall six and three to start things out here in 2018 pretty remarkable stuff so uh, we'll see if he can if he can stay hot and uh, I tell you what I mean we me and Zach have both laughed at uh, your picks the last two weeks dad with the Rams minus 13 and a half I believe and then the one in, in week one which was the I guess the Bears uh and honestly, you're two and zero, so we might just need to shut up. Yeah, well, the Rams Gentlemen, won thirty four to nothing. Are, <laughs> the Bears are who we thought they were. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, gentlemen, just just a little comment here. The uh, you know the first week we did, we missed by just a half on the on the Pittsburgh game, and then really the over. You know, this one thing that happens when you pick games on Tuesdays, Friday. Friday, Gordon was released from Cleveland, which is a huge, huge player. Patriots uh, got him for nothing, a fifth-round pick. Yeah, we found found that out today. The Pats got him, which is huge for them, huge for them. But, uh, you know, that in, in the fact that the f- field goal kicker tossed away 12 points, you know, th- that, that over was a, was a possibility. So, anyway, good week, and, uh, and uh, we're 6-3. I like it. That's it. Uh, last thing before we get into this week's picks – once again, uh, you can still get in the pool if you want. You're back two weeks now, so you're kind of out of the running, in, in my opinion. But if you still want to have some fun, you get some bragging rights week by week, you can always look on the Bruise on the Balcony Twitter page and make sure you can find uh, the pick'em that we have set up on CBSSports.com. It's a lot of fun. A lot of listeners getting involved. Me, Zach, Dad, and Nick Yale all getting involved as well. And basically you pick the games against the spread. Uh, most points per week wins. However, we don't give a prize every week. We're giving away a big prize at the end of the year as we will give away a uh, brand-new NFL jersey of your choice. So it should be a lot of fun. Current standings, uh, listeners-wise, Blake Stump and Mark Hessler tied to the top with 19 wins uh, themselves. Big Webb tied with them in 19 as well. Jordan Shrimp is in fourth right now as he has 18. And right behind, don't look out, but T.J. Weber's got 16 points. <laughs> K. Roberts, Kyle Stump, Laura Ressler, know that name, uh, and the other ones as well. And Peter, uh, is it is it Fote? F-O-G-T? I'll, I'll go with Fote. He's also got 16. So very early. A lot of people uh, making some runs and should be a lot of fun here in Week 3. Fellas, before we get into the Week 3 picks, any uh, last-minute thoughts on Week 1? Are we going to see another tie three weeks in a row this week? Uh, what were your biggest, I guess, surprises of the week? And uh, what do you think is going to happen from last week coming into this week? TJ, I just – I have – I'm wondering if if your wife beats you in the picks this year, what's that going to be like for you at home? Oh boy, uh, it won't be great because you know, as a lot of people know, I'm very cocky myself. If people call <laughs> me a sore winner, however, I think uh, if anybody knows Laura, she's that times two, especially if she beats me. So um, it'll be interesting for sure, and she won't let me hear the end of it, especially because she doesn't watch football. So the fact that she picks and picks better than me for someone that watches every single game, that would be uh, very embarrassing, yes. <laughs> the uh, As far as week three goes, guys, I week three is really, really big every year because you kind of see how teams come out of the chute. Sometimes they're home and home. Sometimes they're home and away. Sometimes they're away and away. Then the third game, they're either coming back. So the third, third week really tells a lot. And as you guys probably saw already, this week is – very tough as far as the spreads go. The odds makers are getting smarter. Uh, the over-unders for sure this week. And uh, week three is just, just always interesting. Right now, I, I think it's really so far this year, and it's very, very young season. These favorites are really making some separation. When you kind of look at quality of teams and go down in your mind, every team, there's some big-time separation going on. 
from the top, uh, there's a big clog, middle to bottom, of of a lot of teams till they prove themselves. But uh, there's a couple key teams that just just uh, kind of leading the pack and way out there a few lengths ahead. And a couple teams too on the other side of it that are just flat out horrible. I mean Arizona. Mm-hmm with in my opinion one of the best running backs in the league and he is yet to do much because they are one dimensional they can't do anything sam bradford is garbage right now i I can't believe it i mean i knew he was bad but i didn't think he was this bad (laughs) they have wasted talent there in arizona and it's rough i mean i knew the rams are going to win that game i had no idea it was going to be shut out i mean that's straight up embarrassing uh that's and then the bills are the same way i mean buffalo's is in shambles. I mean, they got people, they, they are, first of all, they were told that they're not allowed to jump through chair or tables anymore. That's their big thing, Bill's Mafia. And <laughs> guess what they said? They said, f*** that to that. And they ended up jumping through tables anyway last Sunday. Is so, that right? I oh, hadn't yeah. heard that. Yeah, they're, so they're all riled up, but their team is god-awful. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, those worried. two especially, if you want to win bets, I mean, for now, between those two teams, it seems like uh, you got a good chance if you pick against them. Uh, so with that being said, let's go to the Week 3 picks. Week 3 matchups. New York Jets at Cleveland. As we start out with Thursday Night Football, interesting situation. I don't know the last time this has happened, but the Cleveland Browns are favored at home. Whoa. First time they've been favored, I guess, in like two years. I, I don't know, but this is the first time I've seen it. Minus three and a half points. Against the New York Jets, who didn't play well against Miami, had a shot to come back last week, but had that huge week one against Detroit. I think this is really laughable when you look at the way the Jets played in week one. I think the Jets proved that they could either be favored in this game or have a smaller spread. But I got a good feeling about the Cleveland Browns. I'll take the Browns minus three and a half for the first win since 2016. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm with you. I, I'm on Let's the Brown go. train. So we're in agreement. I Cleveland in prime time. Open up the Bud Light gates and let let it flow. How how great would it be to get that first win since 2000? What 2016? Yeah. It, it, on prime time, only game on TV. They're at home now. A lot of this. There's been so many rumors already. The gravy train starting for Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. And if he starts the game, it's a different story, like we said, or like Big Web alluded to earlier. Sometimes things happen later in the week, like the Browns releasing Josh Gordon, that make you kind of, it gives you cause to pause. So assuming Tyrod starts this game, I like the Browns. Uh, We saw Rome wasn't built in a day with uh, Sam Darnold. It's going to be a road game and tough environment in the dog pound. Uh, I like the Brownies. Gentlemen, I'm going with the Jets. Oh, here we go. They, uh, you know when the best pick you were against the Browns you. all year. You know we're, and, and, we're and, totally and screwed now. Know, I, I love Cleveland. I love Cleveland all year. I like how they they uh, they. I told you they were going to cover games, and they are going to cover games. But that's when they get five, six, eight points. These guys are giving up three and a half here. The Jets are flying high, scoring points. Cleveland. I don't know. I did not hear if they. Can that field goal kicker? What's going on? They canned him. This is, yeah, they did. <laughs> I, they needed to. They freaking needed to. I, I think. I think this is a field goal game. I think three and a half is too much. I'm taking the Jets. Zane Gonzalez misses two extra points, one of which would have put them up by one with a little over a minute left in the contest in New Orleans. Missed yeah. it. By the way, Dad can can talk about this too. Me and him are watching on Sunday. And we were in the bar, uh, show me, shout out, show me's in St. Charles, free advertising. And uh, we saw some Browns fans there. And they were all excited when that touchdown pass was thrown by Taylor on fourth down and put them up. What a throw. Or, or by the the way. T- they, oh, my God, yeah. And the, the great job of just the catch and, and the two feet getting in. Oh, it yeah. tied the game. He said, okay, the Browns go up by one. New Orleans still has a chance to win it, but at least you go up by one. You got some, you know. The juices are flowing. They score the touchdown. Place goes nuts. All the Browns fans and even non-Browns fans go nuts. And then the guy misses the damn extra point, and they all just sink on the ground. It's, and it's I, deflating. It was, they were. They were. They collapsed. All the air oh came out of God. It was the funniest thing you'll ever see. And then New Orleans, of course, goes down, gets the field goal. He has a chance. It's not an easy kick, but 50 yards, he misses it by, an, by a mile. And the Browns fans didn't even get excited for it. They go, yep, it's a miss. Wide right. Yep, that's what we thought. Okay, see you next week. Like, I mean, unbelievable to be a Browns fan. It, that's got to be a roller coaster in itself. Uh, so Zach and me take the Cleveland Browns, and Big Web takes the New York Jets. 
San Francisco at Kansas City. Next up, San Francisco heads to Kansas City. God, how good did the Chiefs look last week? They gave up a lot of yards and a lot of points to the Steelers, but Patrick Mahomes, six touchdown passes. He now has 10 total touchdown passes in his first two uh, career starts. They are minus 6.5 against Frisco. Man, this is tough. Uh, Frisco played well at the beginning of that game against Detroit, but the Lions climbed back in. Uh, I think 6.5 is too low. I'm going to take the Chiefs again. I'm riding that uh, Mahomes train, especially at home. Wow. So I so you like the Chiefs to win by seven or more then Correct. in San Francisco? No, no, no. It's, at, it's in Kansas City. Oh, it's in Kansas City. Okay. That changes a lot, I in know. That, in that case, I'm actually with you. Yeah. I was going to bet Frisco because I thought they were at home, but with the Chiefs at home, I'm all aboard. I'm riding with my homies. Take, give, me, give me Patrick Mahomes for one more week. That They have kind of a Golden State Warriors feel to them. And really? That's that's a different comparison. Well, the, all right, hear me out. Not in terms of dominance, clearly, but all in right. terms of style, we all know their defense is bad. Mm-hmm. We, we knew that before the season started, but it feels like the Chiefs every week have the attitude of, yeah, fine, you can score 35, we're going to drop 40, 40, 45. Oh, points I feel you. Like, good luck scoring Don't care about much. the defense, yeah. I so, feel that. Okay. Gentlemen, I'll take the Chiefs also minus the six and a half. I think they got a little bit more than Frisco's got. I, I was looking hard at Frisco and on this thing mainly for the over under. This over under slated at fifty six in this ball game between Kansas City and Frisco. Frisco uh, stalled three drives with field goals last week, and they still ended up scoring like what did they score like twenty seven or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I feel like it's going to be a large screen game. Man, like I said, the bookies are starting to figure this out. They went 56 on this thing. So I'm staying off that one, but I will go the Chiefs and and hope they got enough to uh, to outscore Frisco because I don't think they're going to stop them. I think they just seem to outscore them. All right, so uh, we all are in agreement. Kansas City Chiefs at home minus 6.5. Denver at Baltimore. Next up. Pretty boring game to me. Uh, Denver Broncos head out to Baltimore, take on the Ravens. The Ravens are minus 5.5. We talk about that 40-point uh, kind of performance they had in Week 1, but it was against Buffalo, so you almost kind of just scoff at it a little bit. Last week, they gave up 28 points in the first half to the Bengals, including three touchdown passes from Dalton to A.J. Green. Ravens, though, however, do not lose by that much. Only lost by 11 when it was all said and done. Very boring second half where the Ravens outscored the Bengals 9-6. to this is a team that I still don't love, but Denver also looked very kind of skittish last year or last week. They just kind of looked like one of those teams that you just kind of like, eh, shoo them away. Like, they're not going to be anything this year, so who cares? They're boring. Their offense isn't great. Keenum's still Keenum. He's not last year Keenum, but he's just Case Keenum where he's not a great quarterback. They beat the Raiders, who are kind of eh anyway. Um, Broncos, to me, are probably the weakest 2-0 team out there in the NFL right now. So I'm going to take Baltimore. I know it's a decent spread. I just don't believe in in Denver's offense. And Baltimore showed me a little bit more than than Denver has this year so far. And Baltimore's at home. I'm going to take the Ravens. So my my girlfriend, who is a native Coloradoan, I, I don't know if that's, Col- that's the correct, correct. Coloradian, Coloradian, yeah, Coloradian. There you Coloradian. go. She'd be mad at me. Yeah, she's gonna be mad when she listens to this. But <laughs> she has been very, very critical of our picks against Denver. She well, she's two has been, Well, yeah. I don't know about the spread. Actually, she's probably probably we might be two on the spread. Well, every honest. time I come home and she has listened to it, I get earful about how we just do not respect the Broncos enough. And we'll get used. To it, it's going to continue. <laughs> However, <laughs> although they're two and zero, I'm going with the Ravens too. I think the Ravens. I, I think also Denver is a fast starting team. I'll start there. Denver starts the season fast. Remember last year when they absolutely neutralized Zeke in Mile High last year, mm-hmm. and the Cowboys, of course, ended up missing the playoffs anyway. So they weren't as good as maybe the public thought when they played that early game up there in Mile High. But they're incredibly tough to beat in the Rockies. However, when they leave the Rockies, they're predicated on defense and running the football. Philip Lindsay is nice, but he's not going to going to keep this pace up for 16 games. There's going to come a time when they're going to have to lean on Royce Freeman and some of their other pieces, and there's also going to come a time where Keenum's going to have to throw for 300 yards. And right. can he do that? 
I don't know. I'm not sold on the guy. I also think the Ravens are tough at home. I think the Ravens have a legitimate chance to win the AFC North <laughs> with all of the turmoil wow. brewing in Pittsburgh right now. I still think Pittsburgh is favorites. However, the Ravens have a legitimate shot. And if they don't win the division, they have a chance to make the playoffs. I like the Ravens at home. Get back on track. They had the short week at Cincinnati. I don't put too much stock into it. I think they'll play a lot better. Boys, myself and Zach's girlfriend are going with Denver <laughs> plus the five and a half. We're uh, your Flacco's in, in my uh, in my on my bad list again. He proved that he couldn't get anything going early against Cincinnati last week. Uh, I just until Flacco gets consistent, I'm going against them. Five and a half is too much. Give me Denver. All right, so uh, Big Web has Denver. Zach and I have the Baltimore Ravens at home minus five and a half points. New York Giants in Houston. Next up, we got the G-Men hanging on uh, to hopefully get a win next week as they take on the Houston Texans at home. Another tough game for the Giants. Minus five and a half points Houston is. (sighs) To me, I know Houston should be the better team. They were slow last week, though, against the Titans. And I know the Giants haven't looked great. Eli's looked slow last week. But... I feel like the Giants can't start out 0-3. I just have a feeling that, or I'm sorry, no, yes, 0-3. I have a feeling that they're going to bounce back this week, play the best football they've had. Five and a half is a decent amount of points, and I still haven't seen the Deshaun Watson that I've been waiting for. You saw him and Will Fuller hook up for a long touchdown pass in the second half last week. However, he they're still just kind of slow on the offensive end. They really don't have a great running game with Miller and Blue. It's just kind of blah. And to me, the Giants have enough where if Eli can start throwing the ball consistently, I don't fully give up on him yet. And Saquon Barkley can hopefully get his running game going a little bit. He's been kind of quiet the last couple weeks here and there besides a couple big runs. I just think the Giants still need to be respected a little bit. I think they have a shot to contend seriously in the NFC East if they get going, but it's got to be now. I'm going to take the Giants to this one as my underdog pick plus five and a half. So the Giants are in the Meadowlands again, or are they going to They're going the to Houston. They're going yeah. to Houston. It does make it tougher. And Houston's yeah. giving five and a half. I still like the Texans in this. I think you're right. The Giants can't start 0-3. I don't think there's much they can do about it. They're just a bad football team. Wow. The, it, huh. It's not a bad football team. I'll back That's off what that you a said. little bit. You're now you're arguing with yourself. It's it's not a bad football team. <laughs> They're bad at the most important position in football, so therefore they are a bad football team. They upgraded everywhere. You're talking crap on Eli? Yes, I'm talking crap on Eli. Interesting. The guy just, I'm sorry, I don't, I, that showed me on Sunday night. I was done. I'd say I think he can hear you, I but his two gone. Super Bowl rings are in his ears, so uh, <laughs> I don't know if he can listen or not. But. And I and I respect Eli. I think the rings, yeah, that's great. I And I was on the Eli bandwagon to start the year. It just becomes very apparent that while the line has improved, he can't overcome the inadequacies on the offensive line they pretty much up they tried to get the left tackle for him they drafted the running back second overall to try to take the heat off of him a little bit they get their receiving core back and Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham and they couldn't do anything against against the Cowboys defense which by no means is going to finish in the top 10 of the league this year so that was very worrisome to me now again a lot these division road games especially in prime time you can't overreact to one game so I, it, should they prove me wrong this week, maybe I'm back on the Eli bandwagon. But for now, I'm rolling with Deshaun Watson and the Texans, minus the points. Amen, Zach. I, I absolutely agree with uh, the uh, forget the Eli bandwagon. It's over. He's done. He, he's uh, Bolt He's not done. making it happen anymore. <laughs> he's not making it happen anymore. And if if, uh, if I was Beckham, I'd be screaming for the quarterback. I mean, the guy's way too talented. He can't, can't get the football to him. Barkley, they're becoming one-dimensional with Barkley with the run, which I kind of predicted was going to happen. So until Eli does something as far as in, in getting that passing game going, they are going to focus on the run. And Barkley's unbelievable. The way he can move and break tackles is really cool and neat, but when 11 guys are focusing on you, you can't do it all. So anyway, I'm giving Houston here at home. Watson has it played up to par. I think he'll start this week. And get it going. I will take the Texans minus the five and a half. 
All right, so I'm alone with the Giants, the underdog. And Zach and Big Web go with the Houston Texans at home, minus the five and a half points. TJ, I did not realize you were such a big Eli guy. I No, it's not that I'm a huge fan of him. I mean, I like him. I just I really disagree with everybody saying he's done. I think it's yeah. way too early, and I think they got way too many weapons to say they're a bad football team. I, that's just that's ridiculous to me. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I mean it. I, I mean, they give Odell all this money. They have a... They have a winning mindset there, but yeah. you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't mean Eli's the guy, but they believe he is, and yeah. I just think it's too early to say he's done done. You know what I I'm mean, saying? I like the idea of him. I was I was solid two feet in your camp a couple weeks ago, so yeah. I don't know. It feels like the defense has underperformed a little bit, too. I thought that they'd be a lot better, and so I've been a little disappointed with what I saw to them. We'll see. Yeah, no, I agree with it. Houston, Houston, New York Giants for me. Other two, well, we'll see. Oakland at Miami. <laughs> Next up, we got the Oakland Raiders taking on the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins minus three and a half points at home. Uh, man, I just don't know who Miami is. I, I don't really. I always like hate Miami. I really don't like them. Like just with Tannehill, I just never really thought they're a team that could be consistently picked. I told Dad this all the time. Every single year that I pick against the spread, no matter what it is, any pick them I do, the Dolphins always screw me. No matter if I pick them or against them, they always screw me. Guess so what? Guess what? I picked the Jets last week. Lost. Crazy. <laughs> this week, I'm doing it again. I'm going with Oakland. I, I hate Miami. I'm giving the three and a half to Oakland. To me, the same situation as the Giants can't go 0-3, I don't think John Gruden can go 0-3. He's going to put out all the stops this week. He's got to get a win, especially after giving up that lead to Denver last week. You lose by one point. Embarrassing. John Gruden is a guy that needs to win, needs to win now. He's under scrutiny already. And I know that's so small. I just don't think either of these teams are too fancy enough where they can just say, oh, there's an easy win. I, I think Miami could choke. I think Oakland could choke. But I'm going to say Oakland plus three and a half. I feel like they're going to have the better game. I think Miami is going to kind of show, show their true colors and a team that's just not very good. So give me Oakland plus three and a half. Well, we were on two opposite sides of the coin on the last game, but everything you said from Miami being so unpredictable, it feels like, year after year, to Oakland having to win this football game, I'm in 100% agreement with you. John Gruden has to win this football game. Ten years, $100 million. You can't lose to the Miami Dolphins, led by Adam Gase and Ryan Tannehill. Yep. That city will revolt. Vegas will say, we don't want you. <laughs> they have to win. So, yeah, give me Oakland. Miami has no business giving anybody points, especially three and a half. This is deja vu all over again. Early season, Oakland travels to Miami. It's always a field goal game. Give me the Raiders. They played well enough against Denver to move the football. And I think they'll get it done down there in Miami. Give me Oakland. I am shocked. This is a sweep. I mean, I'm, I'm happy about it. I think it's the right move, but I am shocked you guys are not going Miami. All right. Everybody takes the <laughs> Oakland Raiders. We'll, we'll go with it. Green Bay at Washington. Uh, next up, the Green Bay Packers head to Washington. The Redskins, who dropped one last week to Indy, they're getting two and a half points at home. Aaron Rodgers looked good last week, guys. I mean, he tied Minnesota, but he had a couple missed kicks by Crosby, and then I don't even know—is it Fairbath? Is that is that or Forbath? Is that the name of the Minnesota kicker? Who is the it, Minnesota kicker? It was kicker? Forbath last year. They drafted Daniel Carlson, traded two picks to get up and grab him in the fifth round, and he's on the street. They got Dan Bailey now. Gotcha. Oh, Dan Bailey signed finally. Okay, right. and there we go. Dan Bailey uh, signed with Minnesota. So. With that being said, Green Bay minus two and a half to me is an obvious pick. Washington's not a bad team, but they did kind of slow up. After week one, they looked awesome. I mean, really, really I, yeah. good. And then they just kind of slowed up against Indy of all teams. Who, I was really disappointed. Right. I, I picked them as my lock, I'm pretty sure. Right, and I did pick Indianapolis with some points. I mean, I did think that they are going to have an opportunity to, to have some offense, and they did. Luck's playing good well. Good for you on that one, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I appreciate it. But I just don't think Washington is as good as maybe we thought they were after week one. Right. That's why even week two and three are going to help prove what these teams really are. Green Bay's Green Bay, and this is way too low of a spread. Give me the Packers by a mile and easily covering uh, minus two and a half. The, the minus two and a half feels very, very small for, I think, how good Green Bay expects to be. And if they want to, I mean, they better not lose this game. Yeah, <laughs> you can't start one, one, and one when when you play the Bears and the Redskins. And I know the Bear the Bears are not 
your older brother's bears. They're they're a lot better, but yeah. they have to win that game. And I, I was very surprised with how well Rodgers seemed to be able to move. He, obviously, he's not 100%. He won't be for a while, but I – just the simple fact that he was able to at least pr- move around well enough to protect himself was a huge, huge column in the plus for Green Bay. The fact that they were even able to compete with the Vikings on Sunday, that's a good sign. I, and I think I personally thought the Redskins were going to be a much better football team. I just felt that Alex Smith looked really good in week one. They still had some players on both sides of the football that could get the job done for them with Adrian Peterson behind to give him getting 20 totes a game. But I think it was more just of how bad the Arizona Cardinals are in week yeah. one. And so, yeah, them losing to the Colts, who I don't expect to be a playoff team. I mean, do either, do either of you guys expect the Colts to do much this year? No, no, I really didn't. Uh, I, they're in the same division as the Texans, and I think the Texans are a better team than they are. Right. I don't think there's any shot. Yeah, yeah we're a Jags podcast, up. so right there, their their floor is not very right, high. That's so, true. So yeah, I, Indy's picked it, up a couple key guys though. Indy, Indy's picked up a couple key guys, and Luck's playing better and healthy. I think they're going to be okay. I think yeah. you could see them covering some stuff. Yeah, I, I think respect, you're right, Big Web. I don't think they're going to win three games, but I guess in a long, drawn out way, give me the Packers. Gotcha, guys. Hey, uh, something's up with this Green Bay team. They. They didn't look that good against the Bears, and then they come out against the Vikings and, and played with the Vikings, who I think is one of the are one of the top teams in the league. They played right with them. They, they had to lead most of the game, and Rodgers looked mobile enough. And, and Rodgers, let's face it, he had some miracles getting out of some jams uh, when during that pass rush and stuff. And he kept plays alive, and he he's a big big key to them doing things right. But this number minus two and a half. At Washington, and we saw Washington lose to Indianapolis, and Week One. Would you say they were against the Cardinals? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and I don't know what the result of that game. I don't remember what it was. Did they, did they beat, they beat them pretty solidly, I yeah. think. Okay. okay, very good. Well, I, to me, Washington's not not that strong of a team. I would expect this number to be six and a half, something like that. Something's going on. I think the bookmakers aren't as sold on Green Bay as, as we saw last week. Uh, but this particular ball game this week, you got to go with Green Bay. It's only two and a half points. You got to go ahead and, and say, you know, Green Bay should blow them out, but you got to say they're going to win by a field goal. So something's up with this number. It's very uh, strange number, but at the same time, I'm, I'm taking Green Bay. Yep, everybody sweeps Green Bay all the way around, uh, minus two and a half against Washington. Cincy at Carolina. Next up, another noon game. We have Cincinnati heading out to the Carolina Panthers. Panthers minus three and a half points as Cam Newton loses to Atlanta last week by seven. Uh, Back and forth game. I still think Carolina is a strong team. You know, Cam obviously is one of those guys that people don't really believe in, I guess, just for his work ethic or the way he's kind of nonchalant. But the guy's a player. He's probably one of the best athletes in the league, and and he's really, really got something there with Christian McCaffrey, and he has been kind of creating receivers. And you kind of saw that offense moving even without Olsen last week. So they're going to be at home minus 3.5. Cincinnati showed a lot last week against Baltimore but almost gave up that lead. It should be an offensive showdown. Carolina's offense wasn't great against Atlanta last week, but now that they're at home, I think they'll step it up just enough. This should be a pretty decently high-scoring game. Uh, I could see, you know, the over, I could see it easily covering that, probably scoring around maybe 50 points total. I'm going to take Carolina to cover the three and a half. It, the half point with three is kind of uh, kind of scary, I guess, because it could be a field goal game with these two offenses. But I'm going to say Carolina edges them by, uh, by at least seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think the Thursday night performance was impressive for Cincinnati, but they kind of needed that performance at home on the short week. You have a huge advantage in that Thursday night game. and So I guess I'm, I'm not sold on the Bengals yet to do much. I, I think that they'll be better than maybe my first impression was. Mixon looked electric for the first time I think in his career really but he's gone he had that some loose particle in his knee or something so he's gonna miss a month or so and so yeah I I'm just not sold on the Bengals especially on the road I think that they've proven enough to me to not write them off at home but I think Carolina's a solid playoff contending football team too Mm -hmm. so I like the Panthers 
Boys, I'm going with Cincinnati. They uh, looked a little. They looked a little. Uh, they looked pretty strong against uh, the Man, Ravens. I Cam Newton. At that. I do hate Cam Newton. <laughs> I do hate Cam Newton. But uh, he's just not consistent. And uh, this is one of those games. I think Cincinnati's going to be close, and it's more than a field goal on the spread. Uh, I hate to say it, but Andy Dalton's playing a little bit more consistent than he has. Ah, you just jinx yourself. You just jinx yourself. Every year that happens. No, no, it's all good. It's ah. all good. But uh, in a mix of injury hurts a little bit, but they'll fill in uh, with what? Bernard, who's over there. And uh, I think we're going to be okay. I'll take Cincy. Man, I, I tell you what, he just jinxed him and every Cincinnati Bengals fan out there. <laughs> every single year we watch football, Dad, you always say, oh, yeah, Dalton's looking pretty good. And you take him. And then that same week you go, oh, f- Dalton, he's the worst quarterback of all time. Look at this this idiot. Oh, my God. You watch. Carolina, if you want to make money, bet Carolina because of what he just said. Holy cow. That's amazing. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It is true. It is true. He's a, he's a redheaded stepchild. He hurts me. He hurts me bad. But oh. I'm going with him this week, baby. Here it comes. All right. Cincinnati for Dad, Carolina for Zach, and myself. India at Philly. Next up, Indianapolis heads out to the Philadelphia Eagles, former Super Bowl champs. Just uh, really losing a tough one last week. I still am confused. Ryan Fitzpatrick? Tampa? What? 2-0? Two, two games in a row. Nobody thought he'd do it to no, the Eagles. No, they are a couple plays away, too, of being 0-2, Philly is. I mean, they, and and he's, he's dressing fancier, too. Yeah, he's got <laughs> what he had, an open sports coat with kind of his hamburger meat hanging out on his I chest. That, and he had the, the bling and the sunglasses, the big it, old beard. It was Deshaun Sean Jackson's wardrobe, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, I, I really like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Me we'll too. talk about them a little bit. I just don't. I don't think the Magic's there too long. But in this game, Philly. I, if they had Foles back, I was going to take Indy plus six and a half. But the man's back. Carson Wentz fully cleared to play, hundred percent. He's coming back, and this is a brand new football team without him. Give me the Eagles for that main reason, minus six and a half. Yeah, I'm with you, Wensylvania man. That's I, it. I think that he is a stud. He played at North Dakota State or South Dakota State? I think it was State. South Dakota State, I believe. I can't believe. remember which one. All I remember is that that was in Illinois State's football conference. And I actually remember watching him play a couple games at the collegiate level. So I've been a fan of his for a while, and I knew he was going to be good coming into the league. And that guy is just a beast, man. He is yeah. going to be a stud. When you talk about the crop of these new guys coming in as – Rodgers ages, Brady retires, Matt Ryan, the, the elites of the game now start to exit and decline. He is going to be right there considered one of the best of this young guys, I believe. Yeah. Him and Patty Mahomes and all these other guys. Wentz is just special, man. And I, I feel bad that the guy didn't – he's going to get – the fact that he didn't win the Super Bowl himself, it's going to be a stain on his resume when he's compared across all the talk shows and in the barbershops across America, but – Dude, he's a beast. Give me Philly. Absolutely, guys. I I had Indy earlier, but then when I found out Wentz is there, sliding over, he's uh he's gonna roll in with the Philly fans behind him. It's gonna be a spark plug for him. Give me Philly. Philly all the way around minus six and a half. Everybody believes in Carson Wentz. Andrew Luck once again not getting much love, but uh, he's proven some stuff this year. It could be fun. I mean, if Wentz comes out slow and Andrew Luck gets that offense going, the only thing is it's in Philly. I mean, yeah. I just don't think I don't think Andy's gonna have a shot. Well, but you never know. You well, never so know. Plus six and a half. I have a question for the for the Weber boys over here. All right. So I guess this podcast isn't concerned about Philadelphia as much as we just attribute the Tampa Bay game to Nick Foles. I would say that. I think Nick Foles was good enough. And, and I, no, I think he peaked last year, like in the Super Bowl right. year. I didn't see that coming back. Like people were talking about, and this is like, you know, Philly sports radio, like people calling in with hot takes, like, oh, yeah, they should definitely trade Wentz, get the best out of him now. Nick Foles is our guy. Really? Every, every, I mean, you know how guys are. Yeah. People like well, especially, overreact. Especially Philly. Yeah, Philly fans and any, any super fan overreacts when something goes wrong or something goes really good, they go, oh, we can't change it. Nick Foles is the future. Like, come on. Come on. Nick Nick Foles had a great offense last year, a lot of weapons. Played well, earned Super Bowl MVP, but Carson Wentz is their quarterback. Anybody in Philly that's a real fan and has real knowledge about the NFL would know that Carson Wentz is the future and that Nick Foles, he's never going to play like that again. Lightning in a bottle. Hands down, exactly. I mean, so. you got to watch him uh, in I'll St. Louis. I'll say this, though. I, yeah. 
I, I think, I think Tampa came out of the shoot and surprised Philly as a team. And no matter if it was Wentz or Foles, they were going to come in, they were going to come playing. Now, could, uh, could Foles, uh, or could, could Wentz have pulled it out? Maybe. But I'm telling you, a healthy, a healthy Wentz could he have pulled it out? Maybe. But I'll tell you what, Tampa is for real so far and they are, they are rocking it and making things happen. So I think, I think that had a lot to do with Tampa and not so much to do about the quarterback in Philadelphia. All right, so Philly all the way around. Tennessee at Jacksonville. Next up, we got Tennessee at Jacksonville. Jacksonville minus six and a half points. Big win. The first ever win in franchise history against the New England Patriots. Patriots fans don't know what to do with themselves. But, Zach, you called it last week. Patriots are a different team when they're not in the playoffs. And, you know, early weeks, sometimes they can give up some some weird uh, leads in the early going. And sometimes it's too much for them to come back. And they trying to come back, trying to crawl back late. But Blake Bortles especially, I mean, threw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. He was my biggest question mark. And, man, did he show some some just great poise in the pocket and, and just showed some leadership I've never seen. So Jacksonville – is the real deal. I mean, we are. Boat. We said we're a Jags podcast, but yeah. I mean, I was. I, we joke about that. Their defense is legit. I didn't know about their offense, and without Leonard Fournette, they still beat the Patriots by a couple scores. Man, I I don't know how you go against this team. It's only six and a half against Tennessee. Blaine Gabbert played last week. Played okay though. I'm going to take Jacksonville because I think this team is so good that any team needs to get at least seven and a half to have a chance to cover. I'm going to take Jacksonville. Whoa, that oh, that's a strong statement. I don't even. I don't think, think it's, I. Okay, maybe a couple teams. I wouldn't give yeah, seven and a half, right, but you know right. what I mean. Well, it's strong, but I don't necessarily disagree with you either because they are they're just amazing. I mean, yeah. we 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 talk about them every week. It feels like, especially yeah. myself, I'm in love with the Jags. It's like they're but, a sponsor now, right? But I think they're just gonna. So is Gabbert playing again this week? He should be. I believe so. They're, I don't know. Mariota's out for a little while. I'm not I sure. I, I've, I've heard a little bit, and they say that Gabbert did enough to have a starting job this week. I don't know if that means that oh, okay. they're waiting for Mariota or yeah. if they're just planning on him being out. I don't know. Well, I think regardless, Jacksonville is going to eat Gabbert alive. So, yeah, give, give me the Jacks. Jacksonville is one of those two front runners, guys, I was telling you about that have uh, just extended themselves way out in front of this league right now. And uh, Tennessee has just been blah. I mean, they haven't been too impressive at all. Uh, I think this is a cakewalk for Jacksonville. I think they will roll. Give me Jacksonville minus the six and a half. Absolutely. So we all have the Jacksonville Jaguars at home by a landslide. That's that's the Jags podcast. We all stay with our boys. One stat before we move on real quick that I've heard tossed around a little bit. Jags went 0 and 2 against the Titans last year and it's basically the same team. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't I don't put any stock into that, but it's history. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But also, Tom Brady was 8 and 0 going into Jacksonville uh, against Jacksonville yeah, last week. So, anything can happen. One. Anything can happen. New Orleans at Atlanta. Uh, New Orleans Saints, interesting game. New Orleans Saints head out to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons are minus 3 and a half points. The Saints, man. I mean, first of all, giving up a ton of points, a ton of points in Week One to Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has proven that he can do it for at least two weeks. So Fitzmagic's still going on. So is it the Saints' defense or is Fitzpatrick just that good? And then on Week Two, they almost gave up the first win of the season, or first win in two years, to the Cleveland Browns, and they barely escaped with a win at home. Now they go to Atlanta. Always a tough place to play. Atlanta's offense is the real deal. But give me the Saints, plus three and a half. I think it's about time for Drew Brees to finally wake the hell up and really take advantage. I know it wasn't him in week one giving up all those points. I know he came back and had a lot of fantasy points. Last week was just utterly confusing for me, in my opinion. I just think the Saints are not this bad. I don't think they're this bad where they're just going to go away and I, I don't think Atlanta is a team that has proven enough either. They had a good week against Carolina last week, but the red zone woes in week one against Philly were very, very weird to see and very uh, concerning for real. So I think there's too many question marks on both sides, but I really do believe in Sean Payton. I believe in Drew Brees. I believe they're a team that can start out slow and then get hot at the right time and just win six straight. Give me New Orleans. I, I'm I'm curious to see more about this team. I wouldn't take them in a lock, but I am curious to see uh, if they can they can hopefully prove me right and take the three and a half, and hopefully it's just a bonus. I I don't love this game at all. I I think 
for the most part, especially now that the Bucks have come out as hot as they are, this entire NFC South, these division games are going to be pretty tough to predict, I think. Because of the half point that the Saints are getting, it's three and a half. Uh, I'll take the Saints too, actually. I, I feel like you're right. They, they have to be better than what they've shown in the first two weeks. And I, I am not a big Sark guy. It, it, Ryan had to run two in mm-hmm. on Sunday, so I still think that they have major issues. I feel like the Saints are more likely to figure out their issues on defense quicker than the Falcons are going to figure it out on offense because that's been going on for over a year now. The Saints have just been struggling for the last couple weeks. Right. Boys, give me Atlanta. <laughs> here we go. I like, I like the Falcons here. They are at home. Their offense is going to roll against the paper defense of the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints are a paper defense. Anybody could run through them. Anybody could throw through them. When the New Orleans Saints ever play the Kansas City Chiefs, the scoreboard's going to break. I swear to God. Wow. They can't stop anybody. Give me Atlanta and their offense against the Rams. Lack of defense. And I'm not saying it's not going to be a high-scoring game, but I think Atlanta will outscore them by more than three and a half. Give me Atlanta. Well, Big Webb got caught in a cup there, it sounded like. It sounded like he was inside a bathroom. I don't know what happened to the phone connection. (laughs) But but we heard him say Atlanta uh, over the New Orleans Saints. So once again, Zach and I are in agreement with New Orleans and Big Webb with Atlanta. Zach and I have had every similar pick except Houston and the Giants. It's the only difference we've had. Big Webb, however, has had, let's see, one, two, three, four different picks than both of us. So... There you go. That could be the difference maker in, on both ways. Interesting. This could be the week you guys catch yeah, up. We're baby. making up some ground yeah. on you this week. Either he's going to take a big lead or we're going to catch back up, baby. It's either way. We're going all in. Buffalo at Minnesota. Buffalo heads out to Minnesota. Oh, my good Lord. You know how much I hate big spreads, Zach. Minnesota against the Buffalo Bills. Minus 16 and a half points. Wow. Um. I hate big spreads, but Buffalo is so bad. Buffalo is just poo-poo. I mean, they are the worst team I've seen all year. They got nothing. They got nothing. They got nothing. Give me Minnesota minus a million. I, yeah. I just I, yeah. I don't I don't know how you could take Buffalo with anything right now. I mean, especially what the Rams did last week against Arizona, shutting them out. It's possible. You got a good team yeah. like that. It's possible. Minnesota is the second best team in the NFC. And they might have the best defense overall in the entire league. I give me Minnesota my sixteen and a half. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't crush you for it. I myself will take the Bills. I don't <sighs> know why. Wow. I'm gonna take the Bills just because the spread's so high. I think when it gets that high, it, like I said, I'm willing to be wrong uh, on the Cardinals. Like we missed that last week because they got beat thirty-four to nothing. Yeah. And the spread was couldn't have been high enough. I, but. Because of Minnesota being defensive in nature, now I think that they have improved the offense a ton, and that showed on Sunday against the Packers. I thought that Kirk Cousins elevated that team to a different level, but their DNA is still defensive, and so defensive teams plus big spread, I guess I have to take Josh Allen. I don't like it, but I guess I have to. (laughs) Big web. I'm taking Buffalo also. What the this f- is uh, way too many <laughs> points. It's still the NFL. This is still pro That's what you said last week. You took the Rams. They what? own scholarship, too. They own scholarship, too. Yeah, but what are you talking you about? Know. You said that last week with the Rams, and then you took the Rams with the 13 and a half. But that was the Rams, though. That okay, this Rams. is Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota's great, well, too. Well, let me tell you something about Minnesota. Minnesota, last week, they played fine, but I don't know that Green Bay is that good. You know, and they couldn't Boo. put away Green Bay. They could not. I know it's your home team, but they couldn't put away Green Bay. They're also in Lambo. Green Bay should have won that game, by the way. There was a lot of drives. I was sitting there suffering through them at the bar. There was a lot of drives where Cousins couldn't put it fully together, and we got stalled, and we were punting. They're not a, they're not a dominating football team. Sure, can mm. they win this thing 27 nothing? Absolutely. Will they? We'll see. But Buffalo, if Buffalo had a quarterback... They'd be a five-win team. I don't know. I don't expect them to win, but I don't expect them to lay down. I'm taking Buffalo in the points, and we'll see what happens. 21 nothing start for the Vikings. Mark it down. That's my prediction. <laughs> 21 nothing start. Two Kirk Cousins 
passing touchdowns and a pick six. 21-0. Yeah, then they'll be like the Chiefs and it'll be 21-21 at halftime. Except they don't have a quarterback, as you just admitted. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Dad and Zach both have Buffalo. I got the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm very happy about it. The Battle of L.A. Chargers versus Rams. Next up, we got the L.A. Rivalry. Uh, is it a rivalry? I don't know. The, uh, the, the L.A. matchup. You got the Chargers heading out to the Rams. Uh, minus 7.5, the Rams are at home. But is it really at home? Because it's kind of, in my opinion, like a neutral site game. Right. Are there more Chargers fans than Rams fans? That'll be the question mark. Man, I mean, I think the Rams have shown enough to be called the best team in the NFC. Maybe the best team in the entire league. The Chargers, though, Phillip Rivers... When they're getting seven and a half points against anybody, especially a game that could be considered a, a partial home game since you're in Los Angeles still, man, I don't know. I, I'm going to take the Chargers in this one just because I think they have enough offense to kind of stick in with it. If it was six and a half, I think I'd take the Rams, but that seven and a half, that extra point kind of helps me out a little bit because I could see the Rams winning by seven, but it wouldn't cover, obviously. I don't think the Chargers will get beat that bad. I could be wrong. But my gut's telling me the Chargers will at least cover this game. Could lose by seven. Doesn't matter. You cover by half a point. So uh, give me Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I, this is another game I don't love because I think the Chargers are have a very good roster. They have a very good defense as well. And it, the seven and a half is a little too big for my liking. However, I still have to go with the class of the NFL to this point, and that's the Rams. The, the Cardinals are awful. They're awful. But the Rams steamrolled, steamrolled the Cardinals, and they've looked really, really good. They looked good on the road against the Raiders, too, so I like them in this game. I feel like Phillip Rivers never performs in big moments. Not that Week 3 necessarily is a big moment, but I feel like even if the game does get close, he'll throw a pick six to Marcus Peters or something, and I'd rather not be on that end of it. Gentlemen, so far this year, the Rams have been games like they're supposed to. They will take the Rams here against the Chargers. I think the difference is going to be the Rams' defense, and uh, I think you can cover the seven and a half Rams all the way. All right, so uh, once again, I'm by myself. I'll take the Chargers, and uh, <laughs> Zach and Dad will take the Rams. You know, we we're right about this. Someone's going to make a move this week. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it works, but uh, someone will make a move. Dallas at Seattle. Dallas uh, heading to Seattle. The Seahawks are minus two and a half. Dallas coming off a win against the Giants. I tell you what, I was very impressed by Dak Prescott. I mean, hit uh, Tavon Austin for 70-yard touchdown pass to start off. He looked poised. He looked confident against the Giants team, you know, a rival. I know it's a different kind of thing. Sometimes in the players' heads, they want to beat their rivals. They play better at home. They're going on the road. This is not an easy game just because – you still don't know what Seattle is. They still got a lot of just question marks in their backfield and on offense especially. I know the 12th 12, the man will be out there, and they're only minus 2.5. But give me Dallas. I'm just going for an underdog pick here. I think that Dallas isn't going to lay down this year as much as I thought. From what I saw them play against the Giants, I think they're going to play Seattle pretty tough. And honestly, I just haven't seen enough from Seattle to say that they can win this game easily. So two and a half is a very low spread. A lot of people will take Seattle in this game, but I'm going to go underdog. I'm going to take Dallas and uh, see if Zeke, Zeke Elliott can have a big uh, big night. I'm taking Dallas too. I, I think Seattle last night, I think Seattle when healthy is viable. And I like I said, I think at the beginning of the season, I said Seattle's going to be a lot better than people think. They still have players, but none of them were on the field Monday night against the Bears. Wagner out, KJ Wright out, Cam Chancellor out, Doug Baldwin out. They were relying on a probably F offensive line. Rashad Penny, who looks about 25 pounds overweight, and no receiving core aside from Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall was their best, is their biggest target. Right. And Tyler Lockett's a nice little gadget guy. But yeah, they were playing with a bunch of no-namers on Monday. If they get a couple of those guys back, maybe I change my mind. But it almost feels like Dallas can't lose this game if they want to be a, a playoff contending football team, which they they aspire to be every season. So the, in my mind, Dallas, if Dallas doesn't win, that, that looks bad on them. And when the line's that low, I typically just pick who I think is going to win the game. So give me Dallas. Yeah, give me Dallas also, boys. They are uh... – they're playing a little bit better. Seattle is, to me, is kind of reeling. I uh, I don't really think this this whole game doesn't blow my skirt up much, but uh, 
But give me the Cowboys. I think they'll uh, cover on the road. So Dallas all the way around, plus two and a half against Seattle. Chicago at Arizona. Chicago heads out to Arizona, our final 3 o'clock game of Sunday. And the Bears take on the Arizona Cardinals. And the Cardinals are only getting five and a half points after getting blown out by the Rams. After Chicago has shown that their defense is unreal. Um, God, I mean, how can you not take the Bears here? Uh, that, that's that's a crazy spread, even at home. Johnson might have a couple good runs. I just don't know how in the world this isn't nine and a half to ten. Uh, give me Chicago. Yeah, I'm with you. I guess the odds makers do not like Trubisky and that off Matt Nagy's offense very much because <laughs> you they they lead the the NFL in sacks by the way to Chicago mm. and Khalil Mack is going to destroy Sam Bradford. Josh Rosen, if I had to do like a little prop bet, if Josh is Josh Rosen going to start Week Four because Khalil Mack destroys Sammy Sleeves, it'd be close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that Bears defense is going to annihilate the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I have no idea why the line is so low. I think it must be Chicago's offense. That's the only thing I can think of. But they they have to cover that. I I don't see a world where Arizona does. I agree with you guys totally. I think Chicago's defense themselves will cover the five and a half. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. That's, me, that's a good give, bet, too. <laughs> give me the Bears for sure here. I like them a lot. Uh, five and a half, no problem. The Chicago. Bears are who we thought they were. We all take them uh, here in week three. <laughs> New England at Detroit. Uh, Sunday night football. You got the New England Patriots against the Detroit Lions. Lions are only getting six and a half points at Ford Field. New England adds a new superstar wide receiver, possibly superstar, in Josh Gordon. Uh, how will he react? How will the Lions react to being 0-2 against the Patriots? Look, here's the thing. I know this is a dumb pick. I know I'm picking with my heart. I know I'm not picking with my brain. Give me Detroit. I just want to see them have a shot at this game. I just want to see them take Tom Brady, make him sweat in quarter number four. I'm going with the Detroit Lions plus six and a half. By God, it's not enough points, but I don't care. I want Matthew Stafford to put three touchdowns in the face of Tom Brady, and I would love to cover this game. But I'm taking it for my heart, not my mind. I think New England will cover, but give me Detroit no matter what. Let's do it. I, lo- I love the I love the pick. Thank I you. love the pick. So then I'm not the only one that's made a homer pick this year. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I, I'm with you. I think that Stafford can score on that defense. I, I really think that New England's defense is not all that great this year. They have Eric Rowe out there at corner. Like you can totally exploit parts of this defense. But I'm not sold on Patricia, man. I I just don't know. It feels like it could blow up in their face at any given Sunday. But Patricia does know the offense. It's it's kind of a toss-up either way. Six and a half, I still think is too low, so I, I'm going with the Patriots. But I, I at least do see the logic in it. I don't think it's a stupid pick. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, give me the Lions here plus the six and a half. I like that. Uh, We're actually agreeing for once. Look at that. I'm the I, only one I that picked a, the Pats. I got a good team in this league. <laughs> Stafford showed improvement last week. You know, the uh, the pickup for, for New England, if wide receiver scares the crap out of me on this pick. If that if Gordon wasn't coming, and I don't know if he's playing, I would assume he would be. I was really liking Detroit uh, before that news, and uh, I'm sticking with Detroit plus the six and a half. It's going to be they got to play football, but I think uh, I think Stafford's improving, and uh, let's see what Detroit's got. I'll take them. Wow. I mean, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> we'll take two out of three, Detroit. Me and Big Webb take the Lions plus six and a half, and Zach, maybe the only smart one in this whole thing. We'll find out next <laughs> we'll, week. Yeah, we'll uh, see. He takes New England minus six and a half. The one thing that is interesting, and I know this is on all sports talk radio stations. I'm not trying to go Mr. Hot Take here, but Patricia – was with New England for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he kind of knows Belichick's mind. Belichick has already come out, and someone wrote an article about it, that he's not worried that Patricia kind of knows how he works. But I think even if Belichick changes things up, just so Patricia doesn't see things coming, 
I just think it's it's interesting to know that he knows Belichick's tendencies working with him so long. So that could come into play. We, you never know. I'm interested just as an NFL fan to watch that game from that angle because it is prime time, isn't it? Yeah, and it's in Ford Field. That's Ford why Field. you know yeah. that's why so, you help things out. I actually can't wait to I never thought I'd say this about a Patriots Lions game, but I'm actually really excited to watch it yeah. just as a fan. No, it'll be fun. So again, Dad and I have Detroit plus six and a half and Zach has New England. Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay. Finally, we go to Monday Night Football. The Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, 0-1-1 on the season, go to the 2-0 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as the Buccaneers are plus 1.5. Pittsburgh still favored in the game. God, I mean, let me tell you something. The disrespect is real here on the side of T.J. Weber. I, <laughs> I, there's no way Fitzpatrick can do this again, can he? Can he do it again? I, he may, but one and a half with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben showed he's still got some spunk in that arm, baby. He's got a pretty good little receiving core, too. Even if Le'Veon Bell's not there, they can score some points. I like Pittsburgh. I don't know why. I don't really have any reason to not pick Tampa because they've shown a lot the last two weeks. But it's Fitzpatrick. For some reason, he decided to become like a, an elite quarterback this year. I don't think it's going to last. I think they're going to lose to Pittsburgh. Spread's too low. Give me the Steelers. So I'm going to pick Pittsburgh as well. Uh, when you're betting lines, you're betting on what's more likely to happen statistically, right? It's more likely that the Steelers are going to become the Steelers again than Fitzpatrick is to be Connor McGregor 2.0 right. in, in that game on Monday. It, it is very in, It'll be so interesting to watch, though, because... I, I got to tell you why I'm I'm nervous about the Steelers, man. With mm-hmm. that that locker room just feels out of control. And Antonio Brown tweeted yesterday that like he wanted to get traded. Yeah, someone mentioned like someone mentioned if he went to another team, he wouldn't be the same guy without Ben Roethlisberger. And he goes, "Trade me, and we'll see." That's what he responded. They're with. off. They're <laughs> off the damn rails, yeah. man. And and I then Le'Veon not there and everything. Yeah, I I just don't see how you win that way, but just the pure talent edge they have should push them over the top, at least for this weekend against Tampa Bay. But it's one of the more intriguing matchups. I I, I don't think anybody really can say with a ton of certainty that they know what's going to happen. Right. Gentlemen, I'll take Pittsburgh here. Uh, I think this is Point Fest City. Point Fest is not just for music anymore, boys. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of scoring in this football game right here. Tampa will score. Pittsburgh has not been that strong on defense at all, and Pittsburgh will score, but they're definitely going to score more than the one and a half. Uh, Tampa is at home. It's Monday Night Football. I think it's going to be an exciting, good game to watch. Uh, But uh, give me Pittsburgh here with a lot of points scored. All right, so again, the disrespect is real to Ryan Fitzpatrick. (laughs) Pittsburgh, a clean sweep, and that'll do it for our Week 3 picks. It's now time for our Locks of the Week I am 0-2, but I am very, very confident about this one. You don't have to listen to me this week. TJ, you've been crappy on your locks week. I get it, okay? This is my rebound time. It's, I'm a rebounding machine. Here we go. I like Chicago minus 5.5 against Arizona. It's way too low of a spread. The Bears are real. The Bears are back. Being a Lions fan, it hurts to say that. And Zach, as a Packers fan, hates to say it, but they are the real deal. Uh, give me Chicago minus 5.5 for my lock of the week. They are the real deal. I hate to admit it, but they are the real deal. Big Web, you go first. I got to look at the schedule. Gentlemen, there is no way that uh, you can go against the Jags this week for lock of the week. The Jags will cover against Tennessee at home, minus the six and a half. Lock it in. All right. I'm going with Pittsburgh against Tampa Bay. Can Ooh. you imagine if they don't win that game? Ooh, yep. Tomlin will be oh, two and one. Tomlin might lose his job the next Monday. Yeah, I don't think he will. But <laughs> you never know. You never know. It's been there it, forever. It, it, and it, it is. It feels like the the town is burning to the ground right now. So they they have to beat Ryan Fitzmagic. All right. So Zach goes Pittsburgh minus one and a half. I go with Chicago minus five and a half, and Big Web goes Jacksonville minus six and a half points for our locks of the week. And finally, before we sign off, uh, Big Web, who is six and three right now on his best plays of the week, he's got to give his picks of the week. What do you guys got for him? Or, Dad, what do you have for the people, I should say? Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to give you four picks. We're going with the Jaguars minus the six and a half. That's a solid, solid pick, and that's my number one. We're going with the Rams also. It's probably going to be 
seven, seven and a half with your bookmakers. Uh, Steelers and Bucks. The over under is fifty three and a half. I see that thing going high twenties. One of the teams is going to get the thirty. This is a no brainer over Steelers Bucks. And then I'm going to go ahead and take the Bears as my fourth pick minus the uh, minus the five and a half. This uh, four teams you could you could group you could group two solid picks together: the Jags and the Steelers Bucks over. And get yourself a nice two-team parlay. Uh, put fifty bucks on that, pays you uh, what is it, one twenty or something like that on fifty uh, for a Jags Steelers Bucks over. So I'll go with the Jags Rams Steelers Bucks over in Chicago. All right, you heard the man, Jacksonville Rams Pittsburgh Tampa over in Chicago for the top four plays of the week, boys. Good luck in week three. Um, if fantasy teams one and one guy to turn it around, but uh, so far it's been fun. It's been competitive, and we got a lot more football to to be breaking down this year. I'm I'm so excited that it's you know we're, it's finally here. And the first couple of weeks, it doesn't feel like you're in the full swing of it yet because you just haven't watched football <laughs> in so long. But now I feel like we're in the we are balls deep in football season. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's right, guys. Having fun with it. I'm excited. Uh, can't wait to watch again this week. All right, guys. Reminder, you, you can always follow us on Twitter at Balcony Brews Pod. Call in if you have picks or some analysis or you just want to be one of those wacky callers. 314-877-8597 is our voicemail inbox number. God bless you all. We'll see you next week. Good luck in week three.